Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. And a good afternoon. Welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. Here's what we got going on for today. It's all about the harvest as we take a look at the Saskatchewan and the Manitoba crop report. We have an update from a farmer in the Munster area about how his harvest is going and straight cutting or swathing, which is better. SaskAgToday.com's Kevin Hirsch spoke with Sean Senko, an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada, about both. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. After the break is the Saskatchewan Crop Report. This is Saskag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. More crop is in the bin as 68% of harvest has been completed. It's ahead of the five-year average of 52% as well as the 10-year average of 48%. Farmers in the southwest are almost done at 93%, west central 78%, east central 54%, northeast 55%, and the northwest 39%. Crops extension specialist Mackenzie Ladoon says spring cereal crops have been the focus, but other types have seen good progress. So fall cereals are completely harvested this week, and field peas and lentils are nearly completed with 96% of each in the bin. Chickpeas continue to be harvested quickly with 78% of the crop off. Spring seed cereals have been the main focus of our producers for the last few weeks, and barley is now 86% completed, durum is 88%, spring wheat is 75%, and oats are 58% completed for the year. Traded Kaylee is essentially completed with 99% of the crop off. 89% of the harvested traded Kaylee has been allocated for use as livestock feed. Producers are now turning their focus to their oilseed harvest with 84% of mustard, 42% of canola, 31% of soybeans, and 25% of flax in the bin for the year. Ladoon says crop reporters were asked to record on what quality of crop is being received at elevators or in the field. So provincially, quality is slightly above the 10-year average for peas, lentils, and durum. Peas are mainly one, pea grades are mainly one can with 39% or two can at 57% of this year's crop. This is slightly ahead of our 10-year average of 38% one can and 54% two can. Lentils are very similar with 31% of the crop graded at one can and 57% graded at two can. The 10-year average is 28% one can and 49% two can. Durham grade quality is reported at 32% one CW, 46% two CW, and 22% three CW. This is also ahead of our 10-year average of 34% one CW, 27% two CW, and 22% three CW. Some rain fell across the province, but it was only enough to slow down combines momentarily. The North Battleford area received the most rain this past week, with 25 millimeters being recorded. Topsoil moisture has remained unchanged this week, with 35% of cropland having adequate topsoil moisture, 
41% is short, and 24% is very short. Hay and pasture land topsoil and moisture increased this past week, with 29% having adequate moisture, 40% is short, and 31% is very short. When it comes to crop damage, it varied around Saskatchewan. Crop damage this past week is due to light frost in the north, drought conditions in the south, and grasshoppers. Producers are busy swathing, combining, and desiccating canola. Producers are also moving cattle onto stubble fields, hauling water, and preparing for winter. Finally, Ladoon reminds producers and the public to be safe. Harvest is a very busy and stressful time for our producers, and they remind us to take safe precautions in all the work that they do. This includes having their fire mitigations resources at the ready, blowing off combines at the end of the night, and being extra careful when working around power lines. The farm stress line is available to producers at a toll-free number of 1-800-667-4442. The public is also reminded to take extra caution, time, and space when encountering machinery on the roadways. Mackenzie Ladoon is a crops extension specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture based in Moose Jaw. Up next, we'll hear from a Munster area farmer on how his harvest is going. We're back with Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. PrairieEavesTrough.ca. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit GrowMoreProfit.com. The Humboldt area is one of the fortunate locations to receive good rainfall during the growing season, and it is paying off at harvest. George Hins farms not far from Munster. It's four miles east and six miles south of Humboldt, and I would say in a corridor from running about six miles north of Humboldt to all the way south down to Lanigan, about a 40-kilometer radius in there, and then it goes maybe 10 kilometers west of Highway 20, and I don't know how far east it would go, maybe to Watson, maybe beyond that to Quill Lake. In this season alone, we've had 10 inches of rain, so our water has been sufficient. In fact, I lost some crop due to drowning as opposed to drought like most of the guys in the province. However, like other regions of Saskatchewan, rainfall amounts in that Humboldt region have been extremely variable. I know of a guy that farms 15 kilometers north of Humboldt, and he was so frustrated, he said it would rain up to his town, but then quit, and it wouldn't go north and it wouldn't go west. So you'd only have to go about 30, 40 kilometers north of me, and there the crops were not that great because they only saw maybe half the rain that I got. Hines was asked about some of the early yields in his immediate area. I actually feel guilty telling you this. It's, it's astronomical. Like, barley is in 100 bushel range. Spring wheat is 70 to 80. I think oats was in the 125 to 130 range. Canola, nobody's done it yet, but I'm sure that'll be in the 50, 60 range. It's just, it's just unbelievable. Hines is one of a handful of growers who see Durham in the area, and he is hoping to avoid showers that could reduce quality. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to get into it. I was at the elevator the other day, and I saw uh, another guy that grows in east north of me up by Middle Lake, and... Uh, that way and he has his off and it looks beautiful if my wheat's doing 75 i expect the durham's going to do 75 80 plus maybe i don't know it's going to be high george hines farms in the munster area not far from humboldt coming up next is today's ag review you're listening to sask egg today on 620 ckrm you're tuned in to sask egg today on your voice of saskatchewan 620 ckrm 
Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The Ice Futures canola market posted gains for the first time in more than a week yesterday. However, damage was done from a chart standpoint. With mounting harvest pressure amid relatively favorable prairie weather conditions likely to weigh on values over the next few weeks. Jamie Wilton of RJ O'Brien in Winnipeg says it's that time of year when it comes to seasonal declines in canola, adding that a lack of demand was contributing to the softness. He says while domestic crush margins remain wide, canola is still overpriced for exporters. He points out Canadian canola was trading at $90 U.S. per metric ton over European rapeseed and $80 U.S. per metric ton over soybeans from the United States. From a chart standpoint, after the move below $760 per metric ton in the November contract, Wilton placed the next level of support at a retracement level around $725 per metric ton. Chicago wheat futures this week hit their lowest levels in almost three years, yet relative to demand, exportable global wheat supplies are expected to approach historic minimums by mid-2024. In theory, that news should limit further slippage in world wheat prices, but there is one problem. This is a recurring story that has yet to become reality. Russia's February 2022 invasion of Ukraine sent wheat prices to new highs as the two countries account for nearly 30% of global exports. Concerns over Ukraine's production and export potential have lingered ever since, though this has largely been a bearish factor for prices rather than a bullish one. After years of forward momentum on a trade deal with India, it seems progress has stopped, at least for now, as there are reports the Canadian side has paused negotiations. What exactly has transpired over the last few weeks is perhaps only known by those in the room, but the outcome, one of continued volatility and lack of market certainty, is being felt here at home. India's pulse market is largely what built Canada's pulse industry. That's according to Greg Cherowick, president of Pulse Canada. Current challenges aside, it's still a multi-billion dollar export market for pulses, especially lentils. That demand is set to increase in the coming decade. Work has been underway for over a decade to secure a trade agreement with India. The largest irrigation district in Canada is counting on above-average snowpack this winter to replenish water supplies for the 2024 growing season. The St. Mary River Irrigation District, which supplies water to over 500,000 acres of farmland in southern Alberta, is no stranger to drought, and 2023 has been the sixth driest year on record for the region, dating back 99 years to the Dust Bowl days. David Westwood, general manager of the district, says that low snowpack levels over the previous winter meant reservoirs that feed the irrigation district started lower than normal. Persistently hot and dry weather throughout the spring and summer led to high irrigation demand from farmers that never really subsided. Not only was the snowpack level low, but the rate at which everything melted in the spring was so quick that infrastructure wasn't necessarily able to capture it all. 
pork and poultry packer Olimel is preparing to permanently shut down two further processing facilities and shift their work to other plants in a new round of consolidation. Olimel, the meatpacking arm of Quebec's Solio Cooperative, announced yesterday it will permanently close its pork boning and packaging plant at Princeville, Quebec, effective November 10th, and its poultry processing plant at Paris, Ontario, effective December 22nd, affecting 301 and 93 jobs, respectively. One of two production lines from the Paris plant will be installed at the company's processing plant at Oakville, Ontario, about 75 kilometers northeast of Paris, as part of an $8 million package of upgrades. Equipment from the Paris site will also be moved to an Olimel further processing plant at Saint-Rosalie, Quebec, just east of Saint-Hyacinthe. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. There is a special air quality statement in effect for the Regina area due to the wildfire smoke coming from the Northwest Territories again. Partly cloudy with the smoke lingering around and being hazy late this afternoon. Winds from the Northwest at 30 gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, high of 19. Tonight, just a few clouds and hazy. Northwest wind at 20, low 7 degrees. Tomorrow, mainly sunny and hazy, winds from the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour in the morning, high of 20, low 7. Saturday, sunny, high of 25, the low 8. Sunday, sunny, high of 29, low 5. Monday, sunny, high of 23, again a low of 5. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of 18, low as 5 degrees once again. Partly cloudy for Wednesday, high of 18 degrees. Normal highs for this period are 18, normal lows 4. Sun rose at 6.32 this morning, and the sun will set at quarter after 7 tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan, 21, Swift Current, 16, Saskatoon, 17, Weyburn, 18, and Yorkton, 20 degrees. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Estevan at 21. Cool spot in Waskasoo Lake at 10.1 degrees. In Regina, mainly sunny, west wind at 25 to 40 kilometers an hour, Humidity 54%, temperature 19 degrees or 65 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 101.7 and falling. In Moose Jaw, partly cloudy, winds from the west at 33 to 42 kilometers an hour, temperature 18 degrees. Again in Regina, mainly sunny, west wind at 25 to 40, temperature 19 degrees. Up next is the Manitoba Crop Report. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The latest Manitoba crop report suggests harvest progress in the province is at 51% complete, 
which is ahead of the five-year average of 42%. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin, and he focuses on the northwest region of the province. Well, we're trailing just behind that at 48%, so we're, we're keeping up. That's pretty good. We've had uh, actually pretty good conditions over the past week to, um, to plug away at harvest. Um, Birch River has uh, got six-tenths of an inch at the, the station there, and the paw just got just a skiff of rain. So, you know, there's been, been a bit of moisture uh, intermittently here and there, some that occurred midweek last week, which did, in fact, I think slow down harvest more um, for about a day or so. But otherwise, we've been doing quite well. So we're, you know, sitting at it. Um, winter cereals are fully harvested, as, as are peas, uh, and uh, spring wheat is not far behind that, at about 90%. Barley is at around 75%, and oats as well, 75%. And uh, starting to get into the canola acres with about 15% of canola harvested as of uh, the time of the report. So I think that's probably higher uh, even now as we speak. But overall, like I said, been uh, good, good uh, progress. Another thing that has kind of been slowing things down a bit is that we've had some very cool nights which have resulted in heavy dews in the morning and uh, anybody who's gone out to their car has definitely seen that windshield is probably wet and those cool evening temperatures are beginning earlier in the day so you know that window that that ideal harvest window is definitely shrinking. He also received some new reports on crop yields. Yeah, we've seen, uh, I think, uh, favorable yields for many crops. Um, you know, as, as I mentioned, the uh, peas have been off now for probably for um, the better part of a week, uh, the last fields coming off. Some of those fields uh, would have received minimal moisture through the season, maybe been lighter land. So those are in the 40 to 45 bushel per acre range. But uh, thankfully, the, the, the bulk of the yields are more in that 60 to 70 bushel mark, which is, like I said, more typical and definitely um, better for the producer. Uh, spring wheat, uh, in most areas, we, we're seeing yields, uh, you know, it ranges as low as 50 and as high as 90 bushels, but that average is probably sitting in the 60 to 70 bushel range, and it's mostly of good quality, so that's also encouraging. We've seen some progress uh, following the, the harvest of uh, baling activity and lots of uh, trucks moving on the highways hauling bales where, where they uh, will hang out for the winter. So uh, good progress there. Canola is, like I said, around 15% complete, although that's actually just starting up in the paw. Things have been a little slower for them this season. Uh, desiccation and swathing is well underway, and you know, we've also seen a lot of crop dusters, which means um, that farmers have been uh, drawing them in to get the job done as well. And those yields are climbing as uh, we see, you know, better fields. The earliest fields typically are going to be, you know, on the lighter land or where the, the rains just didn't fall. So now we're starting to see those yields climb somewhere in that 40 to 55 bushel range. Kind of in the 40 to 50 is probably more of, a, of an average. Fry says soybean and flax crops in northwest Manitoba are close to being ready. Yeah, those are those are also ripening up. Soybeans, um, uh, as we know, kind of ripen slower, so those are still hanging out in the you know the kind of final stages of development, and uh, in some cases maybe just kind of waiting for that that one frost which does them in. And uh, flax, similarly, is um, you know nearing it's in that that dry bowl stage, so uh, nearing the point where it can also be harvested.
And he has one more tip for livestock producers. Yeah, I guess to throw out a reminder as well, just to livestock producers to remember um, uh, to watch for regrowth on uh, sorghum, Sudan grass, and on sorghum, um, to wait until about the uh, two foot or 30 inch mark to regraze that that plant, just to, due to the accumulation of prussic acid in the uh, in the plant material, which can be quite harmful to livestock. So it's just something to watch for as the temptation may be out there to um, put the animals back out on that field, just to watch for that regrowth. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on 620 CKRM. You're tuned in to Sask Ag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. Not many years ago, the vast majority of canola crops were swathed ahead of combining. With pod shatter resistance becoming common in canola varieties, straight cutting has gained popularity. Here's Sean Senko, agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada out of Saskatoon. Well, it's been pretty steady over the, the last you know few years. It, it saw a big uptick um, you know, a number of years ago, probably four or five years ago, when straight cutting really took off. And um, I'm hearing more, there's a, a bit more spotting issue, maybe with the variability out there. Uh, I wouldn't say you know it's been a big swing in acres, but maybe a bit more than the last couple of years. Any idea what the split is in swathing versus straight cutting? It's hard to pin down, but from a survey we did in 2022, um, we had that 66% of growers um, straight cut some of their canola, and then 32% of growers straight cut all of their canola. So, you know, just a mix between the two. In the often dry brown soil zone of southwestern Saskatchewan, swathing canola is rare, but some producers in other regions still prefer to swath. Senko says pod shatter resistance continues to improve in canola varieties, giving producers the option of straight cutting or swathing. Yeah, we've, we've definitely seen um, you know more and more um, varieties for each company um, actually having um, some sort of pod shatter um, tolerance to it, and um, you know some companies are to the point where almost all their products are have a pod shatter rating. Um, we've de- we developed a rating through WCC um, program a few years ago now, so um, you know almost every variety is rated to to give an idea you know what what it's. Um, how its tolerance is. How is that rating determined? Each company um, does their own uh, rating. So there's a scale provided with um, a couple check varieties on there, and then they rate their varieties in comparison to the the two check products. And it's um, a one to nine um, scale rating. Sean Senko is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada out of Saskatoon. He spoke with Kevin Hirsch of saskagtoday.com. Up next is the market update. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading. Canola is up 90 cents at 713.62. Number one red spring wheat is down $3.39 at $3.39.47. The rest were unchanged. Durham at $5.14.74, feed barley $2.82.58, chickpeas $10.36.17, 
Flax 561.54, lentils 867.50, oats 310.32, yellow peas 382.89, feed wheat 223.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down 5.5 cents at $7.82 a bushel. Up next is the Livestock Report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the livestock quotes. Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of September the 13th. What a great pre-sort sale. A barn burner of a sale. Only negative thing, cows and bulls selling lower. 530 cows and bulls. 1840 in the sort, a total of 2370 going through the ring. Cows and bulls selling three to five lower here. D1, D2 cows, 130 to 140, sales to 143, 145. D3 cows, 120 to 130. Older type, weaker, thinner, blemish cows, 85 to a dollar. Cows are averaging 128. From the Bangor area, 1,700 pound cows topped out at 146. Good bulls, 150 to 160, sales to 174, 175. Bulls are averaging 160. From the Norquay area, big exotic bull, 2,200 pounds topped out at 180. On to the pre-sort sale. Wow, what a sale. 920 yearlings and 920 calves. Listen up. We had some little calves here. 250 pounders at 503. 425 pound tan steers at 511. The 500 pounders at 437. We had 60 black steers weighing 500 pounds. They topped out at 434. 575 pound steers, 411. We had 59 red black exotic steers at 560 pounds. They topped out at 405. The 650s at 382. My favorite pen, 710 pound steers at 336. On to the yearling steers, 750 pound steers, 352. The 850s at 345. And 950 pound yearling steers, 330. On to the heifers, 25 little heifers, 350 pounders at 419. The 425 pound heifers, 421. 500 pound black heifers, 381. The 560s, the 357, the 650-pound heifers, 325. On to the yearling heifers, 750-pound yearling heifers, 320. We had 90 yearling heifers, 850 pounds. They topped out at 305. Highlight of the morning for me was 37 little steers, 330 pounds. They topped out at 522.50. And 94 yearling heifers, 950 pounds. They topped out at 297.75. What a pen that was. This Friday, September the 15th, at Heartland, Yorkton, we have the Barlin Stable 13th Annual Fall Production Sale. What a great lineup of colts and riding horses. Barlin Stables, they do a great job. Sale at 5 o'clock at Heartland, Yorkton. This sale will also be on DLMS. Come early, the stands will be full. And next week, all breed pre-sort sale, 1,300 head consigned. We have lots of tan and white cows for this sale coming in. Don't miss this pre-sort. That's it for this week at Heartland York, and I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. The latest pork prices are at $211.36 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Olimel has announced it's closing two plants in Quebec and Ontario while speeding up the closure of another facility. 
The meat production and processing company says it continues to deal with market challenges. Ollie Mel says the closures are part of measures to reorganize its business lines and optimize operations at its facilities. The plants in Princeville, Quebec and Paris, Ontario will be closed, affecting some 400 workers. On the markets, the TSX is up 252 points at 20,531. The Dow is up 335 points to 34,911. Oil is up $1.76 at $90.28 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74.10 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's going to do it for Thursday's edition of Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.